winning mindset requires a matching skill set. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FantasyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, continuing on our Turn to Burn Discipleship Power Book Tour. We went through the factors that make someone uh, cold towards Christ and not share the gospel. Now we want to enable persons who are on fire for the Messiah to understand, understand the life skills of a newcomer or a disciple of Christ, who we call a turn to burn martyr. Now, the turn to burn life campaign is a clarion call for people on fire for the Messiah. These are who we call newcomers. It's also a clarion call for those who are convicted of the need to burn for Christ, including kingdom family leaders, or messianic professionals, and messianic entrepreneurs. And the, life, the Turn to Burn Life campaign is also a clarion call for people who want a place to burn with like-minded disciples of Christ, where lukewarmists, or people who are on ice for Christ, are easily identified for support. Now, lukewarmists, or people not on fire for the Messiah, will not be comfortable around people who are on fire for the Messiah, people who are part of this campaign, and they will either grow or go. This campaign proclaims the gospel through a seven-step process in seven headlines which we identified before. This provides simplicity and support to disciples. The Turn to Burn campaign is a 12-month discipleship accelerator campaign that will expose disciples to the fire breath of heaven himself, the Spirit of God who we call the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit experience will incinerate every lukewarm excuse, some of these we spoke about previously. Uh, the acronym CHIDES could help you to remember. Now, the mission includes the reinsertion of ex-lukewarmness, people who previously were on ice for Christ. Now we want to put them on fire for the Messiah through the experience with the Holy Spirit and to reinsert them into religious institutions and previously non-messianic families and they are destined to fail then these religious institutions and non-messianic families are currently destined to fail in replicating Christ's love. So this process is all about exposing people to the Holy Spirit and in a very intense condensed way and reinserting them into the previous environments that they were before. The Turn to Burn campaign explores the thesis that God loves our company so much that he sent his only authentic, his genuine, his untwisted son, his birth son, Christ, who is called Jesus or Yahushua of Nazareth, to rescue us from destruction and more so to reveal our true identity and pedigree. Luke 19 verse 5 to 10 speaks to the story of a brother called Zacchaeus and Christ took his time to go to Zacchaeus's house. Christ wanted Zacchaeus's company. Christ's divine desire for friendship and intimacy with man set the stage for Zacchaeus's practical and visible repentance. Repentance here meaning a turnaround of a mindset and a new outlook on life. 
So there must be something lost in us that Christ wants and deserves to experience, and that experience leads to our transformation. Therefore, the main turn to burn tools and skills are regular personal practices and disciplines centered on one passion, experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit, or what we call Holy Ghost hosting. We spoke about, about this in the introduction. The Holy Ghost hosting is our spiritual growth hormone, and this includes active lifestyle practices of one, fasting, two, word practices, some people call that Bible study, three, God exchanges, some people call it prayer, soaking, or what some people call worship, and five, evangelism or charity. Now, all these five elements together are what we call priestcraft. Now, our priestcraft is our presentation of our entire being as a living sacrifice to, in appreciation to our Heavenly Father so that He can experience us and connect to who He created us to be, His image and likeness. And that's in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28. Now, all disciples practice these disciplines of priestcraft and priestcraft in appreciation to God, we, we, we <coughs> practice these disciplines not to impress man, but to connect with God. We encourage all to practice these disciplines under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, our spiritual handler. We're going to start going into these in the next segment. Join the FAMTI Institute for only $60 per month for the Messianic Kid, Messianic Teen, and Messianic Adult Mentoring Programs, and $250 per month for the Messianic Family Program. Personal sessions are available for $100 per session. We look forward to have you join the conversation at the FAMTI Institute at famtfamily.com. here from turn to burn continuing on our turn to burn discipleship power book tour we began an introduction on the skill set of a messianic disciple somebody who is a new form is some, someone on fire for the messiah and we're going to get into this starting with fasting fasting and if you want some background on fasting from the bible you can check <clears throat> the holy bible matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 18 mark 9 verse 29 and there are other references that you can get when you become a part of our family family or do some research on your own now this practice of fasting refers to carnal abstinence or restraint to remove distraction to intimacy with god developing greater intimacy with god is the object of every fast and we can, within that framework, make specific requests or what they call supplications. The thing we are abstaining from is the nemesis of the fasting. Example, food, luxury shopping, sex, television, video games, etc. People normally focus on, on food fasting. However, we broaden fasting to mean abstinence and restraint from a distraction to intimacy with God. In most cases, it generally is a focus on food, but you can fast from shopping, from sex, from video games, from using certain words. So we had a previous 
discussion on this last year on the topic of fasting. Now, every turn to burn believer or martyr is so focused on Christ that we fast from the ultimate nemesis of love, which is sin. And and sin is an acronym for spiritual identity neglect. And this is rebellion and treason against God and quenching the Holy Spirit in our life. And that is a divine red card in 1 Thessalonians 5.19 where we are called not to quench the Holy Spirit. Every act of sin naturally quenches the Holy Spirit. There's no way you could sin, which is an act of breaking God's law, and at the same time have the Holy Spirit flowing in your life. Sin and the Holy Spirit do not go together. Now let's be clear that the Christian's entire life is a conscious fast. In fact, because we cannot focus on everything, we choose to focus on something to the neglect or fasting from another. Excuse me. So everyone essentially fasts. The unbeliever fasts from God. The unbeliever abstains from Jesus Christ. The believer abstains from sin. So everybody that is walking this planet is involved in a fast of one type or the other. Now here we hone the discipline of choosing to focus on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit here speaks to the essential nature of God. To the exclusion, we focus on the Holy Spirit to the exclusion of a fasting nemesis. I find that fasting removes, remember that nemesis is the, is the object of what you're fasting from, whether it is food or shopping or video games, whatever the object, whether it is social media, whatever the objects of the fast is. Now, I find that fasting removes emotional uh, and physical and spiritual ultra-dependence on a thing or practice. The time spent example, eating, watching TV, having sex, playing video games, luxury shopping, social media surfing, etc. While fasting, this time is spent deliberately and intensely hosting the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus Christ, what we call Adonai Yehoshua, said that heaven responds strongest where people remove every distraction to the presence of God and season themselves in prayer and fasting. That's in Matthew 9, 29 and Matthew 17, verses 21 in the Holy Bible. Without prayer and fasting, we will face demonic influence that will overpower us as many idol worshippers fast and pray fervently to transmit, invoke, execute, and host evil. In Acts, the hit squad assigned to assassinate the Apostle Paul said they wouldn't eat or drink until they killed Paul. That's in Acts 23 verse 12 in the Holy Bible. However, that reference identifies that assassination oath as a curse showing that the intent of a fast can lead to good or bad results or spiritual invocations. 1 Corinthians 13 says we execute the most intense displays without love and we ruin ourselves. Here are some tactics that should be practiced with love or could be practiced with love as the sole intent. Caloric fasting to me is abstaining from food, drink, or other caloric for, for, uh, other caloric sources. This can be food only or a partial fast or food and water or a total caloric fast. Intermittent caloric fasting involves fasting 
for a specific window of time within 24 hours and then having what is called a feeding window. Luxury shopping fasting can help to balance your budget and improve tithings, offerings and charity donations. Caloric fasting can lead to sharing meals with widows and orphans and can improve your health. Here are some fasting suggestions. 1. Practice eating and other self-sacrifices every other day, example skipping meals and other sacrificial offerings throughout the day, example. Give yourself a maximum of 30 minutes on the PlayStation or TV daily. 2. Employ extended fasting or beyond, 30, beyond 3 days to wrestle and seek answers, that is, to have selfless supplication for others, example, restoring someone's marriage, a neighbor's debt cancellation, substance abuse afflicting your child, an enemy's healing, a missionary tour, deciding whether to change your church, community political intervention, salvation of a wayward believer or family member. Your extended fast can be easy and non-caloric, but I find caloric fasting more impactful as it deprives the body and shows intensity. Now God wants our bodies healthy and fasting weakens the body and impurity of heart tends to show God our utmost trust in Him by even punishing our flesh. In those times, angels can minister to our needs. Matthew 4 verse 11 Spend time word feasting, soaking or worshipping, and wrestling, etc., inquiring with God in prayer. In your fast, and you will find the fast more beneficial in developing closer intimacy with God by reducing your ultra-dependence on the nemesis of your fasting. It's never a good idea, I find, to fast and focus on the thing you're fasting from. Even though you plan the duration of a fast, listen to God about when to begin end, and to begin and end and the fasting intensity, whether it should be partial or caloric, partial or total, whether it should be caloric or non-caloric. Some disciples are led to end their fast with the Holy Communion, and that's a discipline that we can explore a little bit further. Some disciples practice the Holy Communion with every meal in remembrance of Christ. And the Holy Communion is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26 and there are other references. This romantic discipline is not centered on bread and wine, but on divine thanksgiving for whatever and whenever you eat or drink. It tends to make eating and drinking a more spiritual practice and can prevent gluttony and drunkenness, which are antichrist practices. See Philippians 3 verse 19, Proverbs 20 verse 1, and Proverbs 23, 20 to 21. We're going to pause today and continue to tomorrow or the next time, whenever where we get back into this groove on the topic of word practice or what some people call Bible study. We don't call it Bible study because we're not uh, technically theologians. We study the word of God to practice it. So that's why we call it word practice. And that is going to be following. So we encourage you to become a part of our family family where you can get more of this resource to turn to burn discipleship power book or get access to some of this content to utilize in your family. Lincoln here encouraging you to have a great weekend crushing effeminacy or militaracy while our God in this world off you and your family. And until next time, be nuclear. Where God's spirit is, there's liberty.
That means freedoms everywhere. Then why do humans not live free? Man unkind baptized in fear, ignoring that God kingdoms near. If a man will only change his mind. His spirit's never hard to find for those who simply pay the cost. The gospel's hid from all the lost because they think their sins are good and God remains misunderstood. Their tiny God has blinded them to freedom at their reach. This is the message Jesus preached. God purchased freedom with his blood. Yet sinners won't receive his love. His fire now refutes his flood. His presence everywhere. My ancestors were kinder right. As they sailed the darkest night, they threw themselves overboard singing. And before I be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. But they did not understand. Their freedom lies in one man's hands. Those hands with holes just like man's heart. He gave his soul so man could start to be baptized in his delight. Your dreams and visions prophesied. His spirit poured out on all flesh. His empty grave freed man from death. His ascended throne quit fire's lake. But if we cling to our mistakes, the evil that propels our pain will hold our eternal ball and chain when freedom was at hand.